How are you? You all kind of dried out yet? A little bit? Good to know. I lived in St. Petersburg for so many years, and I've been through so many of these things. Man, it'll wear you out. But I was excited to see what the church is doing. The church is making it happen. And uh, that's, that's the reality of this whole thing, folks. That's, that's why an institution like this exists, and you all know that. Pastor, thanks again for letting me be here. It's been a long time since him and I have hung out, so uh, it's just nice to be around folks that, uh, that are still in the ministry. You know a 1,000 preachers a month in America quit the ministry. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, well, let me say it again for the cheap seats in the back. Okay. 1,000 a month, guys. So you're telling me that the God who created the heavens and the earth that called you, because that's what all the preachers say, right? God called me. Really? Really? Most of them wouldn't know the call of God if it slapped them. But I will. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting warmed up. I'm just, I'm just getting warmed up, folks. See, I had a warm-up from the first service. <laughs> Y'all are kidding the residuals now. But when you are convinced that something has happened and then you get offended, you get disappointed, you get disillusioned. I had an evangelist raise almost $10 million for the kids in New York. Put me on his TV show every day for a week, raised $10 million. You know how much of that he gave us? Zero. He kept it all for his own ministry. Some of you are shocked. You must be new Christians. Because <laughs> if you had been around for a while, that would not shock you. Before you give a dime to any of those pinheads you see on TV, you need to ask that man right there. And he will tell you exactly where you need to invest and where you don't. Was that okay that I said that? I just already said it. You want me to say it again? No, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> oh, man, it's good to see you guys. Um, as you can see on the video, different day today, a little different day. How many are first-time visitors? First time, never been here before? One, two. Okay, good, only two. All right, good. <laughs> Please come back next week. This is a great church. He is a great preacher. I'm from, I'm from Brooklyn. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Come on. My God, help us. I, I haven't been with him for years, and my gut tells me this will be the last time I'm going to be here for a long time. People can only take me in small doses. Uh, I've been shot in the head, stabbed a couple times, four concussions, thrown off of a building. I've seen 23 people murdered there. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody get shot in the back of the head with a 45. Goes in real small, but doesn't come out that way. Um, so when I talk to you guys today, understand this is just different today. Are you okay with different? You all right with that? It's just not going to be the norm. Uh, I love this guy. I remember when we were talking about Seattle and all this stuff, and I remember that. And there's just, there's certain people that you just like, 
you know? Now, I know we're supposed to love everybody, and I love everybody, but there's some people I just really don't like them. And, and I'm very quick to say that because this business will turn you into a liar <laughs> really quick. Because, you know, see, I live in Brooklyn where the people there, if they don't like you, they just tell you to go to hell. And I appreciate that because you know where they stand. There's not a question. But in church, you know, you don't know sometimes. You don't know sometimes. You know, they may want to tell you to go to hell, but they can't. You may want to tell them the same thing, but you know you can't. It's against the rules. You can't do it. So the best you can say is, God bless you, brother. God bless you. That's the best you can get away with. So it's going to be a little different today. It's going to be a little different. Uh, I think all of you guys got a prayer card. Did you get your prayer card? Get those out real quick. Um, very important part of a metro meeting. Uh, why is that? Because when something of significance is happening uh, to me, I'm heading to Syria. I go to Nairobi tomorrow morning. I fly back to New York tonight, go out of JFK tomorrow to Nairobi, to our guys there, uh, and then from there over to the Uganda border, and then from there I go on to Syria. The Israeli army will get me to the border, and then once I get to the border, I'm on my own. I got a three-mile trek. I got the latitude and longitudes, but <laughs> that's, that's all I got. So hopefully I'm going to get to this refugee camp. Give me that T-shirt, bro. You got that thing? We were good. Yeah. Do we have any of those left out there? Got a whole mess. Okay, good. There you go. Um, you, like, you like T-shirts? Perfect. Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> And we're building a clinic in this refugee camp, and we're starting a Sunday school uh, there. So, yeah, come on, give God a praise. So that's all coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So the purpose of this card that you guys have, the, when I send you an email that says, look, here's what's up, here's what's going on, I would appreciate you guys getting your group together, your team, cell group, connect group, whatever group you're a part of, and get them to pray, all right? I'm not gonna send you stupid emails. I, don't, I can't write them. You don't have time to read them. I'm not gonna send you pictures of what I had for lunch, like the dopey millennials do. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that, all right? Nobody cares what you had for lunch, folks. Now, you may think they do, but they are lying through their teeth. They're all going to hell. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, but you, my God help us. Come on, come on. Nobody cares what you had for lunch. By the way, are we going to lunch today? Okay, all right. That's what preachers do after church. They all go to lunch, but you all knew that. Anyways, if you guys can do that, if I can uh, depend on you guys to pray, take a minute, fill this thing out. It's, this is the one we had today. How did it go? Yep, there it is. That's no, not it. Anyways, the other part, hold on to this. We were joking in the first service. Remember in the old days? No, some of you don't because you weren't there in the old days. But in the old days, I would always tell people, this, keep this in your Bible. Remember, we used to have bookmarks. Bible bookmarks. Now, uh, you have a Bible. It's, you still bring your Bible. Come on, look at that. There's two of them right there. And, all right. 
But see, most people don't bring Bibles. They, they, read, they read it off their iPhone or their dopey little iPad or whatever it is. That, so give me your phone. <laughs> give me your stinking phone. So I'm trying to figure out how can we get up, up, up. How? Oh, split my pants. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're getting more than you bargained for today. How is it that we can get people? So I'm thinking, since you didn't bring a Bible, see? Fat? See? Come on. Come on. All right. Anyway, serious, guys. Uh, some of you haven't laughed for a while, and it, I could tell. Uh, so anyways, uh, turn this thing in at the back table. I'll be back there after the service. If you've got some questions, stuff going on, you want to chat for a minute, um, I'll be back there. You'll have a chance. There's some books out there. What else do we have? I think I gave away a bunch of the books. Whose Child Is This is the book uh, that tells how Metro has become the largest Sunday school in the world, pastor said, 180-something thousand. Uh, we'll be over 200,000 a week by Christmas. And as you guys know, that's never been done in world history. So this is not a service today. This is kind of an event. Um, for those of you that, oh, he's just bringing one up. Thanks, sir. What, what do we got? We got a DVD, uh, something. We got that. What else? We got, thank you. Yep, thank, thank you. Good, perfect. Um, the book... This one here, if you, I know all of you are readers. See, there's certain parts of the world where they actually are, and America isn't one of them. Uh, I've read a book a week since I was 25. That's been my personal discipline, because you're going to be the same person five years from now, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. See? That's why some of you need to get rid of your friends, because you have pinheads for friends, okay? You need to have a whole, whole new group of friends, all right? But that's another message. I'll preach that next time. Oh, yeah, I won't be here next time. Uh, <laughs> whose child is this? Uh, really, is kind of the gut of this thing. Uh, it'll, it'll push you hard. Uh, it'll make you look at life, look at people, look at needs differently. Uh, so if, uh, who has not read this book? You have not read the book. Oh, man, oh, well, you brought a Bible. Get up here, sister. See, you're already my new BFF. There you go. I could tell you were a reader because you still have a Bible. That's how that works. Nice shoes. You're welcome. Um, the DVDs, uh, let me just give you a heads up quickly on these. These are rated R in this country, uh, Streets of Pain was done by CBS, this one was ABC, was just done recently. The one-hour documentaries, it, I don't live in Manhattan, where the sissies live, I live in Brooklyn, okay? So come on, Jesus, come on. My God, help me to preach. All right? How many are from New York City? I knew it. See, I, you're the one, you guys are right there with me, because y'all are there. That, and, and they, it's, I love coming to Florida, because the New Yorkers come down here. Because you get tired of it up there. You get tired of the snow, so you come here. All right? Anyways, uh, just so you know, these are rough. They carry an R for a reason uh, by the Movie Association. Shows where I live and the people that I live with. Two different lives. 
I just finished a PhD at the University of Wales. I teach Old Testament in a couple of universities in Europe. And you saw me with my little stethoscope. I look like I know what I'm doing, don't I? I'm now in an MD program. Well, let me explain to you why. I've been trying to get Christian doctors to go with me to these places that I go. Like I want to get somebody to go to Syria. I'm on my own. I just got to go there. So I'll wear the bulletproof vest again. I'll have to carry a gun as we go through there. So if that bothers you, I suck it up. All right? That's just, come on. Come on. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. All right? But in the midst of all this stuff, I can't get doctors. Any doctors here? Any Christian doctors here? Yes? No? No? Are you a doctor? Oh, no, you're just walking up here. Okay. Okay. All right. You look like you could be a doctor. Okay. That's all right. Well, I'm going to be a doctor, too. I'll have a PhD, and I'll have an MD. And the reason why you get these doctors, you know, they've, they've all got lace on their underwear, and you can't get them to go out to these places. And it's just, you just want to slap them in Jesus' name. You know, and, well... If you slap somebody, you got to do it in Jesus' name. You got to try to make it spiritual. Somehow, you got to turn that thing around and make it spiritual. But, anyways, just so you know what those are the other books, uh, Running with Turtles, Teflon Rhino, all that. Uh, these are required writing and textbooks in a lot of universities. Um, if what I say today makes sense, so you guys know, I write just like I talk. Okay, I write my own books. I don't have a ghostwriter like Joyce Myers. Uh, I write my own books. Did I say something? <laughs> See, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I like. I just like to mess with people. All right. Anyways, <laughs> sorry guys. I'm going to do better now. I'm going to do better. All right. Hey, in all seriousness, <laughs> if we can do that right now, uh, you guys got a chance to sponsor one of the kids today. These are the kids that we have committed our lives to. Uh, I gave a little bit of my testimony uh, in the first service. Uh, my mother was an alcoholic. She left me on a corner down in St. Pete years ago, back in 1916. Uh, walked away. She never came back. I sat on that corner for three days. No food, no water. Everybody drives by, everybody walks by, except, isn't that always the way this works? You ever notice that? It's never the crowd that gets this. Denominations don't get this. Individuals get this. It's always been the individuals. One ordinary Christian man whose own kid was in the hospital dying of leukemia, right? He has every reason to keep on going like everybody else. He stops, it's out of his car, he's on his way home from work, walks over to where I've been sitting, puts his hand on my shoulder, and just says, are you okay? That's it. No bright lights, no cameras, no piano player with the headphones. No, that was a joke from the first service. He knows who he is. Uh, just a regular, ordinary Christian, don't miss this, guys, in Jesus' name. Don't miss this. And I used to stutter bad, 
bad, bad. And I tried to tell them my mom was gone, and I was just hungry. That was it. Immediately, he didn't have to go to a conference. He didn't have to go on a three-day fast. Oh, that's good. It's all good. Don't misunderstand it. It's all good. But he didn't have to do that. Because some people see the need, and the need becomes the call. The need is the call. It's like the thousand preachers that quit every month. They, they can't differentiate. The God who creates the heavens and the earth, everything else is made in China. But the God who creates the heavens and the earth that supposedly called you, and now you got disappointed, I'll slap you myself. Come on, man. We got bigger fish to fry than that kind of foolishness. You know that. Immediately, immediately, got his wife. She brings me the food. He gets on the phone five hours, five hours after this chance meeting. Could we use that word chance? No, if we were in the Baptist church, we would call it a predestined moment. Ooh, ooh. You guys know what I'm saying. Five hours later, he's loading me in a church van, sends me to a Sunday school camp up the road here in Lakeland. First time I heard the story of Jesus, and that's all I needed was one time. And I never looked back. So I'm the guy on TV. I'm the guy that writes the books. I get it. I'm the front man for whatever reason. I'm it. But the real reason why this 200,000 a week We'll be hearing the story of Jesus, and now you know the backstory, don't you? It ain't about me. It never been about me. It was about the man who stopped and picked up the little poor boy that nobody wanted. That's what this is about today, folks. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about purpose, and purpose will be discovered normally in a defining moment. You never expect David was going to lunch when he heard Goliath running his mouth. He was on his way to lunch. Be careful the next time you go to lunch. Because you don't know, do you? You don't know. That's why I take 100 people with me every March to go to the Philippines. I never used to do it, because taking people with me on some of these places I go, it's more trouble than it's worth. But I started taking people a couple years ago. Why? Just to get them close to the urgency. Get, cl get close to it. Get close to it. Touch it. Smell it. Walk it. You do that? Yeah. But you already know that. You got a shot today of doing this, okay? It's $28 a month. You can be as involved in the life of the child as you choose to be. Uh, guys, we got a picture, I think, of Cherry. Can you show me the first picture? I got, bring the lights down, guys, if you will, quickly. I want the, yeah. Uh, this was in the Philippines. This was March. This little girl there is Cherry Ann. Uh, she was born without an anus. Uh, give me another picture, guys. What else we got? I got several of these. Um, we've got her in school now. They live in a cemetery. It's the North Cemetery in Manila. You've got a 1,000 squatters that live in the cemetery, not on the outside. That's why some of you need to go with me on some of the stuff just to see this. Okay, so give me another shot, guys. What else we got? So what they have to do, they cut this hole in her side. So once a week, they have to go in there with a tube, drain her, 
but the thing never heals. And she lives in the cemetery. So this thing's constantly infected. Rachel, give me another shot. What and so it just, it stays raw. She's 10 years old, man. This is what we do. This is why I need, see, I could try to explain this to you, but you know I can't. So I got to show you the pictures. You okay with that? You all good? Give me another one, Rach. What else you got? Uh, so I took her picture, put it in the folder. Uh, I was in Singapore right after uh, the March trip, and I found Cherry. And I had uh, one gal, a, a young lady, um, single mom, not, not a lot of money, but she said, I got to take care of her. So we got her a sponsor. Out of that, because she knew people, she was able to get a physician, a doctor there, and then I made some connections with some other churches. So now we've got the doctor who's going to waive his fees. I've got an anesthesiologist that's going to waive her fees. Several nurses going to waive their fees. And as quick as we can get some kind of a bogus birth certificate, because the, they don't have birth certificate, you know. So I, if you have American money, you can pretty much do anything. So I, I, that's all I'm going to say, because some of you won't understand what I'm saying, okay? You sh some things you get the right way, some days you have to get things the New York way. Thank you, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Gotcha, okay? But I always do it in Jesus' name, okay? We just sanctify that sucker, and we make it work, all right? So anyways, I show this to you guys so, so you understand. Uh, that table out there, when you leave, that's the corner. It's like somebody picked me up off the corner there in St. Pete. For them, that's their corner, okay? I'll be hanging out there. You need to fill out a card. Uh, you can take that home. You can be as involved with the child as you choose to be. Uh, sponsored kid in the Philippines, you can go visit them when you go. Some of them live in the dump. You saw me in the video. Some of them live in the cemetery where you saw me holding the skulls. Okay? So, Pastor, thanks again for allowing us to share this. Okay? Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take the picture down, Rach. Thanks. So, I hope you guys can, you know, if the Lord, if the Lord touches you, you know, just, what time do we need to be done with this one? 12.30? Is that right? No, that can't be here. 11 o'clock. Oh, wow. Oh, that's not going to work. Okay. Uh, well, next one is 12.30. Next one starts at 12.30. But we, I don't even have this. Okay. I didn't write this down correctly. Okay. All right. So 11.30. So that means, okay. Okay. I got 10 minutes left? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Get your Bibles open to John 20, quickly. If you don't have a Bible, slip over an extra Christian. They'll have one. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. I'm going to slap somebody before this service is over. That's in Jesus' name. That's right. Y'all are getting this. Y'all are more fun than the first service. <laughs> you guys are fun. I'm doing a whole different message in the next one. So... Uh, if we don't beat you up hard enough in this one, I'm going to come at it from a different angle in the next one. But I want to move right into it quickly. Um, this 20th chapter of John is used primarily in a textual 
manner by preachers, particularly on Easter. Why? Because it gives, um, and I'm not going to talk to you in Greek today. I'm not going to bore you with that. Uh, I may throw a little in there just to make you understand this. But when you read this in the Greek, it gives, in essence, the, the very nature of what that Easter Sunday morning was, represented, still represents, but I think in an illustrative manner, gives you a mindset of if you understand purpose, if you understand the process that it takes to get to your purpose, suddenly you look at things differently. Listen to me. Once you catch the mindset of purpose for yourself, you will see people, you will see needs, you will see the world through a totally different set of eyes. Make sense? Sure it does. This is 20th chapter. Three of Jesus' closest friends come to the tomb. They look in. And the question I'm going to ask you is the question that somehow eluded or the answer eluded the folks in the 20th chapter. Because Jesus knew these people. Mary comes first. She comes in, sees it. Peter, he, he looks in the tomb. He sees it. Then John shows up. All three of them, what? They knew the man, correct? Personally, not, not, not second generation, first generation. One-to-one. One. They knew the man. They heard his message. They saw the miracles. We talked about in the first service, and I don't have time to rehash that, but we talked about the, the, the miraculous, praying that some of you will all witness a miracle before you die. It will change your thinking, totally change your thinking. So these folks knew Jesus. They'd seen the man. They knew the message. And now they come to an empty tomb. Watch this. They look in, and the question has to be, what do you see? And that's what I'm going to poke all of you in the eye with for these last few minutes. What do you see? I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this till you answer it. What do you see? The existential question for today. What do you see? Let's take a look at it quickly, and, uh, and then I'll be done. Um, Mary comes in in verse 1. Uh, she comes early. She was not American. Um, she sees the stone has been rolled away. Now, that word, see, I don't know what version you're reading, if it's uh, whatever it is. There's so many versions now, I can't even keep up with it the New, New King James, which is really a bogus translation. When you read it in the Greek and you look at it, it's, it's not why I'm here. Um, but I read the King James. That's the one that Jesus read. And it looks in. It says she sees the stone was taken away. She obviously sees the stone is empty. And that word see or seeth is that English word in your Bible, but in the Greek, it's the Greek word blepo, B-L-E-P-O, blepo. What does that mean? In the Greek, the word blepo means, she's, look, watch me now, watch me. She sees this. Okay, 
Stones moved. Got it. Tomb's empty. Got it. But she doesn't got it. She doesn't get it. She only sees with her eyes. Oh, stones moved. Oh, tomb's empty. But she can't, my God. She can't put the pieces together. She doesn't get it. What do you see, Mary? She doesn't even know. Can you tell me how that's possible? She knew the man. She saw his miracles. She heard the message. And now she's looking at what you and I would call a fulfilled prophecy because he said what he was going to do. Now she's looking at it, but she, she doesn't get it. How does this work, guys? You tell me. You tell me because I'm exhausted trying to figure this out with folk. You know the man. You saw the miraculous. Hmm. I, I prayed for people that were blind, instantly healed. I prayed for people that were deaf, instantly healed. I prayed for some stupid young people. They were not healed. <laughs> I just, just didn't quite, you know what I'm saying? I just, just didn't get it. Two out of three is not that bad. What do you see, Mary Bleppo? Hmm. Give me a picture, Rachel. Let me see what else we got. I threw some things up here. What do you see? Turn the lights down quickly. What do you see? Looks like a, what, a pregnant woman laying in a hospital bed? Looks like it. This was Dominican Republic. Our girls uh, found her laying on the side of the street. Looked like she'd been hit by a car. Blood coming out of her nose, blood coming out of her mouth. Uh, our girls don't speak Spanish. They're trying to help her. And everybody's just walking by. Same old stuff. Walking by. So they load her up, put her in the Sunday school truck, get her to the hospital. But when they get her to the hospital, they find out she's not pregnant at all. Rach, you got another picture? Yeah. This tumor had obviously been growing inside. I told you this wasn't going to be a normal Sunday. Now, I tried to tell you, but you stayed anyway. So <laughs> you should have just gave your offering and left, okay, because I told you. You can't leave without giving the offering. But I told you, see, what you're looking at, see, is a woman who had this tumor growing in her, obviously, for years. What do you see now? See, 60 seconds ago, you thought you were looking at a pregnant woman. You were wrong. I wonder what else you could be wrong about. Ooh, that threw you a curve, didn't it? Uh-huh. Take the picture down, Rach. What do you see, Mary? Blepho. She sees with her eyes. Huh. Now, if anybody should have understood it, she should have, but she didn't. But then, but then we look down, we look at verse 6, Peter shows up. He goes in the, the sepulcher. He sees the linen clothes, the empty grave clothes, right? Now, in your Bible... The word see, seeth, in verse 6, is the same as it was in verse 1. But it's not in the Greek. When Mary looks in, it's the word blepo. She just saw with her eyes. Peter looks in, same word you're reading, but in the Greek, it's the Greek word theorio, which is actually where we get the English word theory. Peter looks in and goes what? Watch this. Okay, he's not here. 
grave clothes are empty. Did he rise? I don't know. He said he was going to. Maybe he did. I'm not convinced. Maybe he didn't. I want to believe it, but I'm not sure. I'd like to. He said he was going to. He's not here. What happened? What he's doing is, he's doing what? He's building a theory, a hypothesis of some kind, trying mentally to figure it out, intellectually to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure it out, just like some of you. <laughs> See? Yeah. I, I think Peter was from Florida. Now, I don't know that. I can't prove that. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's from Florida. Because he's trying to figure out, did you want me to pose for the picture or no? You all right with it? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm asking. I'm trying to be a team player here, all right? Does it mean then what? That he did not believe? Not necessarily. What it means is he couldn't quite, come on, guys. You know, Will Rogers said something extremely profound. People change, but not much. We're dealing with the same stuff today, folks. Nothing new. Nothing new. That's why I used the Bon Jovi song. It's all the same, only the names have changed. Okay? We're still fighting against this mindset. Why do you think I got the PhD? Just so I could shove it in somebody's face. The motivation is poor, but it works for me. <laughs> it works for me. Come on, Jesus. It so works for me. See, because when a guy gets an earned PhD, not one of those things you buy online, but really the earned PhD, you know, they frame it, they put it in the wall in their office. So I framed mine, but what I did, instead of putting it in my office, I've hung it in the Sunday school bus that I drive. If you come, <laughs> you like that, don't you? So you come visit me, you ride my bus, okay? You see, I got the PhD right there. So it's, I wasn't going to say this, but eh, what you say? Um, so one of the little kids, right after I hung the thing in, one of the little kids comes up to my bus. He's standing there looking at this. He goes, Pastor Bill, what's this? Okay, well, now how do you explain this to like an eight-year-old kid that lives in Bed-Stuy? Okay. And I'm going, well... I went to school, and I got this paper, and, and you can see his wheels are turning. He's trying to figure this thing out. He goes, is it important? <laughs> we should have had a video camera for this, because this was classic stuff. I said, you know, not really. And he goes, I didn't think so. And he just <laughs> walks back, sits down in the bus, and we go to Sunday school. <laughs> That's why I love working with kids. It's just great. What do you see, Mary? She don't know. Bleppo! She sees with her eyes. She should have got it, right? She didn't. How about you, Peter? What, what, what do you see? Mm. Theorio. He's trying. He's making an attempt. Bring the lights down, fellas, quickly. Rachel, I think we've got another picture there. Can you bring me that one? Yeah. Yeah, I think we don't need to leave that up too long. We can take that down. Thank you, Rachel. Um, that little boy hadn't eaten for four days. This was in Kenya. So when you see these kids' pictures on the back table, you need to understand. I told you I don't live like you guys. It's not right or wrong. This is just, this is my world. This is your world. I go in and out. 
of two worlds, trying to make them both. You get it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It is hard. It is very difficult. You know it. Um, he hadn't eaten for four days. He stole a piece of bread from a store there in Nakuru in Kenya. Uh, the owner grabbed the machete, chased the kid down, caught him, killed him, left him dead in the street, and then threw the machete there as a warning to other kids that were going to steal bread. When you see stuff like that, what does that do to you? Let, let's just cut through the goofy American stuff here for a minute, okay? Because we've all seen National Geographic pictures. I get it. You get it. We all get it. But what do you see? When the guy stopped and picked me up off the street, why did he stop when my own mother didn't want me? When I came to the front that night at the camp in Lakeland, because the man said, if you want Jesus, come to the front. I didn't understand that. That's church talk. I was abstract for a little 12-year-old boy. I don't know. But I knew I needed something. I get out of my seat, came to the front, sitting right here. And every kid that came to the front to give their life to Jesus had a, uh, what do you call it, like a counselor, prayer partner, praying with the kids, leading them to the Lord. Every kid had a counselor except me. Took me two days of asking till finally someone was honest. You know why nobody prayed for me, right? See, I still had the same clothes on that they picked me up off the street in because I didn't have any other clothes. I had holes in my pants, dirty white holy t-shirt. My face was deformed. If I ever get to come back, I'll show you a picture. I found a kid that looked almost exactly. If you look here, or you want to look back here, up many of the operations over the years. Yeah. Nobody wanted to pray with the little dirty boy. And nobody did. But all by myself, I tried to pray. I even remember what I said. That was a long time ago, guys. But I remember what I said. You know what I said? I said, God, nobody wants me. But if you want me, here I am. And that night, he took me just the way I was. Just the way I was. Yeah, you better give God a praise. Just the way I was. You understand now? Some people see the need. The need becomes the call. It connects. And it pushes them. It presses them. Different mindset. What do you see, Mary Bleppo? She doesn't get it. Should have, but didn't. What do you see, Peter? He was trying. He was doing his best, trying to figure it out, but in the midst of it, just couldn't quite get it together. But then, last, John shows up. Verse 8, same word, saw. He saw. And actually, in this transliteration here, it hits it. It's perfect. He saw, comma, and believed. He saw and believed. But that word saw there in verse 8, it's a different Greek word again. <laughs> it's the Greek word ido. E-I-D-O. It's a silent E in the Greek. You know what ido means? It's exactly, it's exactly what, what, what the word says. He saw and what? He looks in, sees it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gone. 
heroes. He's alive. Why, my God, why is it that some people just get it? They see it. They believe. Why? Mary saw with her eyes. Peter saw with his mind. But John saw. John saw with his heart. There was not a question, not even an issue. He saw, and it clicked, and he believed. And when that happens, folks, suddenly your purpose, can I use the word illuminated? I think that word fits there perfectly. And suddenly, John was the different disciple, wasn't he? Man, I wish I had more time because we could talk about him, couldn't we? Yeah. And when you, when you really get this, and when you see things through a different set of, give me, the, give me the picture of the little boy with the needle, Rach. You got that? Bring the lights down. I told this in the first service. I'll tell you this, and we got to get out of here. Uh, this was in a little village uh, outside of the Kuru, over towards the Uganda border there in Kenya. That's where I'm going tomorrow. I'm heading home tonight and then going to Nairobi in the morning. Uh, so drug dealers, they kind of run these places. So what they were doing, they were taking a, a liquid meth and a liquid form of cocaine, and they put it in these big syringes, and they'd get all the kids in the village. Don't ever wonder, folks, why I'm like I am, okay? Because I get about this close sometimes. You get so angry when you see the injustices in this world. You know that. And they would take it, put it in these syringes, and they have the kids, they told the kids it was like candy, and they just go down the line shooting this meth and coke in these kids' mouth. And you can see this kid's eyes, he's gone that quickly. They're just glazed. So I'm trying to talk to these kids, I'm kneeling down, and one of the dealers comes up. He goes, you're, you're the preacher. I said, yeah. He said, but just so you know, Jesus is never going never gonna to be God here. We're not even going to let Jesus in here. Drugs is God here. And as I so eloquently explained in the first service, some days I can be really nice. Some days I can even be charming. I have my moments. And then other days, not so much. Well, it was one of those not so much days because I was just mad. And I stood up, and I got right in his face. Now, you women don't understand that, but you men know how this works. Okay? I just got, what's up? <laughs> so now, not all you're going to understand that, but some of you understood exactly what I just did. And I was right there. I said, let me tell you something, pal. I said, you better enjoy your little run here, because you've got two weeks, and you're going to be gone, period. We ain't never going to see you again. He goes, what you mean? I said, you'll see what I mean, Bubba. Because, uh, turn the lights back down, guys, if you will, please. Thank you. We started Sunday school two weeks later. That was the first week right there in Jesus' name. Come on. Give God a praise. You better give God a praise. You better give God a praise. You're looking at it, folks. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. Right there. That was the first week of Metro Sunday School. Yeah. Lift your hands all over this place. Play the stupid piano. Now's your cue. Stand up, everybody. Stand up. Lift your hands. Father, we love you. 
Lord, we can see that when someone finds their purpose in Jesus' name, when they don't back up, when they don't back off, when they don't back down, something begins to happen. Something begins to happen. And Father, I'm praying for my friends here in the house. God, even in the midst of this tragedy and this storm that's come through here, God, you're getting people that even through this storm and the rescue efforts, my God, somebody is going to have their purpose enlightened to them. Use us. Use this church. Let this be a moment when we look and see. Do we see with our eyes? Do we see with our mind? Or do we see with our heart? That's the question. Let us all answer it today. 